Hello, and welcome to this Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles, and of course I'm joined by Peter Franklin. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Peter. Um, So today we are talking about what was a very popular Unpacked on the site. It is entitled, What the Right Gets Wrong When the Left Goes Nuts. Um, And this is effectively talking about the hugely divisive uh, culture wars that uh, America is experiencing um, and how, you know, we have this sort of, I guess, popular idea that everybody is in one camp. You know, you're either kind of super woke and kind of pro all the sort of, uh, I guess, identity politics and, you know, the, the stuff which is classically associated with the kind of very progressive left uh, or you're very kind of traditionalist and, you know, you sort of hold uh I guess the sort of traditional family values, perhaps Christian values, etc., very mm. close, uh, and you're on the other side of the argument. But what's fascinating is the piece that you are unpacking, Peter, by Yasha Monk for the Atlantic, challenges that idea. Yes, he looks at some research um, into which into what ordinary Americans think, and it divides Americans into a number of kind of ideological groupings. I think about eight of them. And um, what that finds is that most Americans are actually fairly anti-PC. It's not just your kind of hard-bitten, some maybe Southern conservatives or your kind of alt-right keyboard warriors. Um, Most Americans do not like PC culture. They don't like the woke left. Um, at all and you know one of the reasons for that is that people are afraid of some saying something that's considered incorrect and and, and will get them into trouble I mean most people don't understand why um, saying colored person is wrong but person of color is right Um, and and so um, you know there's a widespread antipathy to it and it's just as strong, or in fact, in some cases, stronger amongst um, some ethnic minorities than it is amongst the white majority. And even amongst, um, say, uh, young people that you expect to be most most sort of um, uh, uh, switched on to this whole idea of wokeness, no, most of those don't like it either. So there's actually a pretty big consensus there. And, I mean, just... Uh, so we know some of the numbers. I mean, it really is fascinating. So in this report, this analysis that was done, um, only 25% of Americans fell into the sort of, you know, traditional kind of conservative um, uh, grouping. And 8%, only 8% fell into the kind of progressive activists. So if you like, you know, they're not hard left and hard right in a kind of, you know, uber extreme sense, but that would be roughly where we would put yes. them at the ends of the left-right spectrum, where there's two-thirds uh, of Americans fall into what they call this exhausted majority, which are the people, as you're describing, Peter, who are, you know, just incredibly tired of trying to work out what the hell they're allowed to say yes. and aren't allowed to say, yes. and, you know, kind of form that sort of um, big majority in the middle, uh, if we can put it that way. So, okay, so 80% uh, believe that political correctness is a problem in america so the next obvious question which of course peter uh as you always do is the next question you ask in the unpacked is well therefore why are the republicans not doing better with this yeah you'd think if if um they were people were so switched off by the antics of the alt left let's call them um which seem to be pretty um influential amongst um 
senior Democrat politicians, then why aren't Republicans just cleaning up? And you might say, well, they did well enough to win the presidency, so it has had some impact. But you're not getting the Republicans um, uh, winning all of these people um, that don't vote Republican, but yet hate what's happening to the ultra-politically correct left. But it is interesting, your, your point there, Peter, about you know the fact they did win the presidency, and we all know who is sitting in the White House. But that was one of the things that kept coming up, wasn't it? That this is a guy in Trump who will, you know, he'll tell it how it is. You know, he's not worried about the kind of political correctness. And that was a big selling point for Americans. But he's still, in terms of the popular vote, he's still lost by about three million votes. Um, He still turned a lot of people off. Um, Which um, links us to the next point, which the election makes. This is the crucial point, is that, all of these Americans hate political correctness. They also hate hate speech, right? These are not bigots. These are people who are anti-racists, they're anti-sexists. You know, they don't like bigotry of any kind. Um, and, um, And yet they also help they also don't like political correctness. So actually, most people hate all this, you know, overly... Um, divisive speech um, or these speech codes um, and they just want people to treat one another decently in a very humane way and what the right is getting wrong is that they're not um, appealing to this great sort of moderate um, majority they're becoming um sort of very anti-left without realising that actually there's a lot on the extreme right that people don't like either. And so this is one of the um, points that you go into then, Peter, which is that I suppose in a sense, because, um, I mean, let's just be very uh, honest here, uh, an awful lot of politicians are from an elite living within an elite, a kind of sort of bubble, if you like, uh, which whilst, you know, they may represent ordinary people in their constituencies or states um, equivalent, um, you know, they're still living quite a um, sheltered, if that's right, the right word, um, life. And so the point you make is that what what happens, therefore, is that within a small kind of bubble, um, those Republicans start seeing the, you know, probably slightly more extreme progressive uh, activist left, mm. um, which are also in the bubble, i.e. the uh, Democrat uh, leaders, and start assuming that that is the kind of centre ground and therefore that's what they need to kick against. That's and, right. And so you talk about this kind of siege mentality. Exactly. Um, you know, it's almost a paranoid mentality that... Um, either we've got to compromise with the PC mob or we've got to be so anti-PC that um, we take against anything that liberals and the left stand for. For Let's say something really unobjectionable like saving the environment. Um, you know, you've, you've got a right-wing elite in America that think that environmentalism is, is tantamount to communism. Um, and actually, no, most people <laughs> want to live in a, in a decent environment. They are concerned about things like climate change and they want policies um, to um, tackle it. Um, but trapped within this sort of cultural bubble, 
um, conservatives think they've got a kick against everything that the left stands for, whether it's right or wrong. Um, and that is what is putting off um, the mod- mod- moderate majority in America. And really, instead of being, you know, obsessed with the media establishment, the cultural establishment, conservatives in America need to just leave it behind and relocate their politics and their focus in the the sort of interests and preoccupations of ordinary people. And they'll find that actually the real America um, isn't somewhere where they have to feel uh, paranoid and under siege. Um, and they, they, they can start listening to a broad range of opinion and they can start responding to it um, instead of worrying about the likes of Hillary Clinton. Um, forget her. Just worry about ordinary Americans and, and do it properly as well. Listen deeply and, you know, adjust your economic policy to benefit all Americans, um, even if it, if, if, even if you know some of your own vested interests don't like it. Well, there we go. Republicans, conservatives, uh, stop fighting against what they see as the kind of enemy, the sort of liberal elite, and start actually engaging and representing that moderate majority, as you put it, Peter, uh, which is the mass in the middle. Thank you so much. Another fascinating unpacked, um, as always. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, we do hope you've enjoyed it. Please do subscribe if you haven't done so already on whatever the platform is that you get your podcast. And if there are any articles that you would be particularly interested in Peter and I discussing on an a unpacked short or just a short, if it's not an unpacked article you want us to look at, uh, then do let us know. You can tweet at us uh, or otherwise uh, you can post on Facebook. Thank you so much and do tune in to the next one. Thank you.